Fry Orthodontics presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Your smile is just the start. Online at fryorthodontics.com. Many of you emailed and said, hey, how could you do Monday's podcast back after the wedding and not let us all know exactly how the wedding went? Even Stan Weber referenced the wedding in the interview and football chat that we had on Monday, and I'll let you know it just went fantastic. It was a wonderful, wonderful five-day event for us. I got a chance to play a little golf with Spence. We hung out with family, saw an awful lot of friends and people from the past that he grew up with, and of course, the wedding went on without a hitch. The weather was spectacular. We didn't see a cloud for five days. It just couldn't have gone any better. One of the reasons I didn't mention it on the podcast Monday was we were writing a patron's post on Monday as well for the patrons that included, I don't know, at least a half a dozen pictures from the wedding, different things that we did. Jessica and myself celebrated an anniversary at the resort where we got married many, many, many years ago. It was very near where Spencer got married in the Phoenix area in Chandler, Arizona. So it was just one of those great weekends. And because I was writing the patrons post newsletter and putting all the photos and everything there, I was kind of saving all that for them. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here on the regular podcast talking about me or things that we do and life events and things like that. If you like that sort of thing, if you want to know what the Keatsmans are up to, we frequently use the patrons post, which is part of the patron package. If you sign up to become a patron to share photos and experiences and things that we don't necessarily share on Facebook or Twitter, where there's a bunch of haters that come after you and try to bash everything you're doing seems like a very friendly place for us. We consider the patrons to sort of be an extension of our podcast family. And we enjoy sharing personal things with those folks quite frequently. And in many ways, they say they enjoy getting it that way, getting that information and the content that we send. So if you'd like to become a patron, if you'd like to know more about what we're doing and see personal photos and things like that, we do that as part of the patron program on the patron post, which is the newsletter we do weekly. We didn't do one on Saturday because we were in Arizona, but we, we put the newsletter out yesterday, and Jessica helps me a great deal with that. In fact, in the past, she even wrote one one time when I was out of town, and everybody really liked that. So she doesn't like doing that, but I do like when she does that because the readers the Patron Post really like it. We'll be back into the rotation with two or three patron podcasts this week as well. And again, if you'd like to sign up for that service, go to kksissues.com on your laptop or your desktop computer and sign up for just five bucks a month, and you get the patron podcasts and the newsletter each and every week, and you'll see all kinds of cool photos from our week at the uh, the wedding there in Arizona. Spence and Courtney are doing great. They're in Colorado on their honeymoon, which I love Colorado. It wouldn't be my top pick for a honeymoon, but what they love about it was it's been over 100 degrees for so long in Phoenix the last four months. They wanted to go somewhere where it was a cooler, and they were looking at highs of about 50 up in the Breckenridge area. And they said, oh, this is fantastic. So Breckenridge it is. And they've been out riding bicycles and hiking and doing all kinds of outdoor stuff with, with flannel shirts on and jackets. And they're thoroughly enjoying cooler weather in the mountains for their honeymoon. So we uh, certainly wish them the best. And thank you to all of you that emailed with recommendations for where they should be eating, what, what they should be doing, and things they're doing this week on their honeymoon. But really, really cool stuff. So thank you so much. The wedding was fantastic. One of the great things about the wedding week was tuning out the news, and I'm a junkie. Okay, you probably know by listening to the podcast, I'm a complete and utter junkie on news, events, things that are going on. I like to find, I don't know, out-of-the-way little stories and try to bring them to you on the podcast as frequently as we can. I do the same thing in sports. We try to talk about things here that you may not be hearing or consuming in other places. So 
it can be hard for me sometimes to just unplug, put the phone down, sit at the pool, listen to music, and forget about all that stuff. But we were able to do that for many days. And one of the things that I enjoyed about that was I really don't like, there, there's certain things in the news that I really don't like following in some sort of an addictive way like a lot of people do. Uh, one of them is like weather. I know a lot of people get hooked on weather or true crime and they get involved in a certain murder or a certain case or a hurricane that's coming and they watch the hurricane coverage for a week and they're obsessed with it. I've never been one to jump in on those stories. And I'll tell you, you know, kind of bookending with the Ukraine war, when it started, I was very much into it. This Israel-Hamas conflict in Gaza is very important. It is a gigantic story and probably the story of the Biden presidency because this could be completely botched and turn into more, much more than a regional war. In fact, a global conflict with many countries being involved, which is what everyone is trying to avoid at this point. And so not seeing every moment of that for five days was good. It was good for me to not be doing that. But I've spent a couple of days now catching up on a lot of the things that happened. Not necessarily things that I missed. I think most of these were things that I probably saw on Twitter and said, okay, that happened. But I'm not really into, you know, completely following Rashida Tlaib every day and the craziness of our Palestinian congresswoman who's doing all kinds of stupid things and embarrassing the United States and shouldn't be an elected official in this country as far as I'm concerned. But as we've watched this conflict escalate, and clearly the United States is asking Israel to not go in on the ground yet, like apparently we're trying to do something else, and I don't know what that is. And to be honest, I'm not exactly sure which side Joe Biden is on in this conflict. I know he flew to Israel. I know it was awkward. I know he hugged uh, the Israeli president, Netanyahu. I, I understand all these things, but I don't see the absolute commitment from the Democrats to stand with Israel. And this is where I really get involved in this story and kind of wound up about where we're headed as a country because the Democrats do have control of everything. Rashida Tlaib basically led an insurrection in the Capitol building where pro-Palestinian insurrectionists stormed onto the floor and she led them with some really aggressive and pointed words about what she's wanting to do. She has tripled down now on the fact that she thinks Israel bombed a hospital in Gaza that killed innocent people. Clearly, it was friendly fire from the Palestinian side that did this. She doesn't care. She's continuing to say that the Israelis did this, even though the entire world agrees, except for her and some Hamas terrorists, uh, believe that the Palestinian friendly fire did this. Joe Biden is asking for $106 billion in aid, but get this. The aid is for Ukraine, border security in the United States, and Israel. Now, I haven't seen the breakdown of the money, but I understand politics well enough to know that this is Joe Biden trying to get more money for Ukraine. That's what it is. They'll spend a scant little amount on the border with this money, and I can almost promise you Ukraine will get more than Israel. He's put together something for $106 billion that he thinks, well, the Republicans will have to go along with this because they want money for Israel. Republicans now want money for Israel. Democrats really don't, although some will be forced to vote for it. And Republicans are going to want to try to pull Ukraine out of this possible money to be sent to these three different places. This is as bad as it gets in America. This is what is wrong with our government. 
okay, in no particular order where we need the money right now is the border. But what we really need at the border is to follow the law, enforce the law at the border, and we take care of most of our border problems. There is no reason we can't send the military to the border and stop this. This is not hard. We're stopping it in other countries. Essentially, what we're doing with Israel, helping them, and with their aid, is keeping Palestinians from coming into Israel. Terrorists, Palestinian terrorists from coming into Israel. That's essentially what we're doing. If we can do that in Israel, we can do that on our own border. We can use our state National Guard forces as well in Texas and Arizona and New Mexico and in places along the Canadian border now where it's getting dicey and people are coming in. We have an open border for terrorists. We've talked about it on this podcast. That is sure to lead to something very bad. But putting forth $106 billion and saying, well, we want some for Ukraine, some for the border, and some for Israel is way short on details and really not the way government should be going. These should be straight-up votes. Do we want to fund Ukraine? No, that won't pass. That won't pass. Do we want to fund the border? Let's, have, let's do a vote. Let's put it in front of Congress. And if the Democrats vote no, all the voters will see that. We will know. There is one party that wants to close the border and protect American citizens. Let Americans see that. Let Americans that don't follow the news see that. At least see it in campaign ads next year. If one party does not want to support Israel, let's let the Americans see that. Let's let the GOP support it on a standalone bill. How about $75 billion for Israel? Let's vote on it. Let's see where everybody stands. I think it would pass because I think enough Democrats would go away from the hard left. But it really begs the question, what's going on here? Marjorie Taylor Greene is wanting to put forth a censure for Rashida Tlaib for her insurrection that she led in the Capitol. And I'm agreeing with this. I think she should be censured. And how this happens, we have a pro-Palestine, I don't know, demonstration, riot, insurrection, whatever word you want to use, inside the Capitol is just beyond me. We've got a, a reporter for Turning Point USA in Chicago that got the snot beat out of him by pro-Palestinian rioters because once you start beating people up, you are now a rioter. You clearly are. When you're beating up, you know, I watch all these reporters in Gaza and they wear these vests and things that say media. Aren't you asking for it from the terrorists? Aren't you asking for being taken hostage or beaten or shot if you're identifying as media? I'm just asking the question because in America, the crazy Palestinian protesters turned to rioters in Chicago when they beat up a reporter from Turning Point USA, which is Charlie Kirk's website. It's a conservative website, and they don't like the conservatives. Here's the crazy part. This reporter was not a Jew. He was a Christian. So we've got violence spilling over in America because pro-Palestinian people are going to be crazy. Okay. They want to harm people. I'll state this just as clearly as nobody else will because nobody else will say this. We are not afraid of any Jews hurting us in this country. We are not. You don't walk the streets worried that a Jew, I'm sorry, don't talk to me about stereotypes or profiling or any of this BS. There's way more crimes against Jews in America 
than the other way around, than, than pro-Palestinian. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. But I can guarantee you most Americans are more worried about a pro-Palestinian crazy person attacking them or hurting them or doing something in this country than they're worried about some Jewish person hurting them. Sorry, that's just the way our lives have lived out. We've watched this. We've experienced this. You can't change that. And now we're watching pro-Palestinian rioters beat up Christian journalists. Not Jews, Christian journalists in America. It's happening. Nobody's reporting on it. Nobody wants to show it. Turning Point USA is the only one. They've put it on Twitter. There's videos everywhere of this. It's not being reported elsewhere. Why? Are they trying to make sure that it doesn't escalate in this country? That we don't get riots on the streets? Hell, we've been there. Remember George Floyd? Oh, yeah, the medical examiner's full toxicology report came out last week, was released in court documents. It was a drug overdose. The knee on the neck had nothing to do with anything. There was no trauma to the neck. None. No trauma to the body anywhere in George Floyd. And the medical examiners should be, the person who, who testified otherwise, should be jailed for perjury or for lying on government documents because they lied because of the public narrative. They were afraid people would come after them and kill them. Black Lives Matter rioters intimidated the officials in Minneapolis and sent police officers to prison for something the medical people said had no effect on George Floyd. He was dead that day anyway. George Floyd was going to die on his own. That's the reason they had to subdue him. He was dying. He was going crazy. He was banging his head against things. Remember, this was a drug overdose in front of cameras. That's what it was. Mostly fentanyl, but there were like eight different things in his body. And we didn't care that there was rioters then. But now we're worried about riots because of Palestinians and Jews? It's pretty obvious who the bad guys are here. This is not an easy choice. This is not a hard choice. This is an easy choice. We know who the bad guys are. And now we've got journalists getting beat up. And I'm just asking the question, what about the Jewish vote? We got elections starting like today in Missouri. In Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, and many municipalities, you can vote early voting starting today. Saturday in Kansas. These are important days. Will this election be affected by Jewish voters? Are Jewish voters immediately going to go out and find some Republicans to vote for? I think Biden got 80-some percent of the Jewish vote. How the Jews vote for Democrats is beyond me. But I've asked the same thing about black Americans. How can they vote for these people? They don't ever help you. They don't ever give you an on-ramp to the freeway of life. They try to give you something and spend money in your community and make you think they care about you. It is the bait and switch, and they're doing it right now. We're seeing it in real time. We're choosing sides in America. There's no more playing the middle. We're choosing sides. And how the Jewish vote isn't going to swing right is beyond me. We're watching this. Everybody sees it. David Mamet is a playwright. He's a conservative. You may have heard of him. He said this week, he's Jewish. The writing is on the wall. In blood. That was his quote, saying it's time for all American Jews to vote for Republicans. Where is Steven Spielberg? Where are all the Hollywood Jews? They're, they've been as famous as you can possibly be. Adam Sandler writes funny songs, parody songs about how many Jews there are in Hollywood in charge 
running everything. Where's Jerry Seinfeld? Where are these people coming out now saying, wait, what? Rashida Tlaib, AOC, Bernie Sanders, all these people we love on the left? Wait, wait, wait what? You people are crazy. No. Where are they? They're everywhere when it doesn't matter. When they're running around saying America's full of anti-Semites, they're talking about Republicans. They've been saying Republicans are anti-Jew since I don't know when, and that's why we have to vote for the Democrats. This is exactly the playbook they use with any minority group. Black or brown, female, uh, LGBTQ+. It's the same playbook. They don't do anything for you. They just splinter you off in a group that they consider a minority and say, we care more, here's money for you. And then all this campaigning and every effort goes out to these white, especially white male, these white male Republicans are racist, homophobic, anti-Jew. It doesn't matter. Anti-Semitic. It's playing out in real time. We're seeing it's not the case. We've known this. You, you and I have known this for decades, that it was all fake. These people are exposed. I just want to know where the Hollywood Jews are, the really famous ones. Where are they and what are they saying? Isn't it time to switch parties? Bill Maher made some comments. David Mamet's out there making some comments. We got a couple of people around Hollywood saying things. Steven Spielberg has dedicated his career. Like, how many movies and things has Steven Spielberg been affiliated with about the persecution of Jews? I mean, I can just rattle them off right and left. He's made a career out of this issue. And now we have this, and he's not all, I mean, he should be making a movie about AOC and Rashida Tlaib and these crazy people in America and how dangerous they are. Not Oppenheimer. He didn't do Oppenheimer, but Schindler's List, the Indiana Jones movies, the Nazis were the bad guys. They're killing Jews. It's it, it, more than that. He's got a, a roster of movies. But we're sitting here looking at history, and we're, Oppenheimer was basically pretty fair. It was a great movie. It was fair. But we know what the movie was about. We got the Japanese and the Germans and what they're doing, and we got to end this thing. And so I've been raised on that. Protect the Jews. They're friendly. They're no threat. They're assimilated in America. They love being American. They speak English. They came. They were happy to be here. They've been uber successful. They have contributed greatly to our society, and they are peaceful people who just want a peaceful place to live. We'll take all that we can get in this country. I'd open the borders for that in a heartbeat. I'll take all the Israelis I can get moving here. Having children, raising them peacefully, learning the language, and succeeding. But we don't celebrate that now. We don't even talk about that now. Where are these people? It's deathly, and I mean that word, deathly, quiet on the front of all these famous people in America that have done this for so long. KKHI is brought to you by Window World, simply the best for less. We're so happy to be affiliated with Window World, our first sponsor at KKHI. They were the first one in. John Gillette and his team have been with us for the full three years. We've been doing this podcast, and we're so proud that they are the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. Huge sports fans. 
really big into our community. Look, interest rates are up. People are staying in their homes. It's time to put new windows in your homes or doors, sliding doors, screen doors, or siding on your house. Window World can help with that. Fall's an excellent time. They've got crews available. They'd love to do a free analysis and an estimate for you. They're still offering 0% financing. That's right, at Window World. Their customer satisfaction gets industry top-notch ratings every single year. If you'd like to have one of their pros out to your home, and I got an email this week from a guy who lived a couple hours from Kansas City, said they still came to me. They will. You don't have to live in Kansas City. Lots of rural areas covered here. And a lot of folks live in rural areas and don't really have somebody around that does this kind of work. Call Window World, 816-799-0820, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa. Window World is there for you, windowskansascity.com. Bstock.net, I got a great email from Chris over at Bstock. He said, they've got more consumer gear coming in this year than most Christmas seasons. Now, this is the inside skinny. A lot of folks love gaming desktops, gaming laptops, even Sony PS5s. They've got them inbound right now. They're going to be releasing them to the online sales department. However, they're not in yet. If you're a gamer or you have a special gamer in your family that you want to take care of this Christmas, call B-Stock and ask them about the inventory they have coming in, especially if you're looking for something in particular. The inventory won't be in for a couple more weeks, but they'll hold it for you, a listener of KKHI, and not release it to their website. There's a couple of giant brands, but MSI is largely considered the biggest and most desirable. They'll have all the product in stock in a couple of weeks. So here you go. Call bstock.net and say, I need help for a gamer. 913-800-1419. 913-800-1419. They're also going to have gaming rigs, gaming chairs, even gaming desks available this holiday season. So if you're a gamer... This stuff's going to be released online and it will go fast. It's limited quantity, but they really want to give the opportunity for our listeners to buy it first. It also saves them the trouble of putting it on the website and doing all that. So, hey, right here, great discounts. Call them and say, here's what I'm looking for this holiday season. 913-800-1419 for bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe. You know, same thing in Aminis. Many people are looking for a particular pool table or pinball machine or gaming table for their basement. If you're looking for something like that, Aminis will special order it for you and beat everybody else's price. Online at Aminis.com, you can swing in the showroom at 105th and Metcalf or just call Aminis and say, here's what I'm looking for. Do you have it? Maybe Darth Vader's your guy and you want a Darth Vader pinball machine. They'll get it for you. They'll find anything for you at Aminis. This is Aminis. All right, I mentioned the early voting has started in Missouri today, and it starts in Kansas on Saturday. Please, please, please find out who to vote for. Your county or your city has a Republican party. They'll have a voter guide at their website. Spend a little time. I've told, I'll bet I've told 100 people about the Johnson County Republican Party KS website. It's JCRP. KS.org. It's a complete cheat sheet. No matter where you live, no matter which city you live in, in Johnson County, it shows you who to vote for, for your local votes. It shows you your school board representatives and everything you need in the state. It's all right there on one sheet of paper and people literally will print it out and walk in with it. Get this done. Early voting starts today in Missouri. It starts Saturday in Kansas. You have no excuse not to get this done. 
I'm just going to remind everybody every day. Elon Musk is back in the news. He's offered a billion dollars to the founder and owner of Wikipedia. If you've ever gone on Wikipedia, you know that there's a couple of real problems with it. One is it's liberal. So I've never built myself a Wikipedia page because I know that if I do, instantly liberals will go on there and alter it, edit it, and tear it apart, which you can do. They just allow it. It's sort of a public square. Some of the Wikipedia information is good, but much of it you have to verify independently, separately from Wikipedia. The worst part of Wikipedia is if you use it, you get pop-up boxes all the time that they need your money and support to stay in business, which is not true. So many people use it. Wikipedia's founder and the company, they're, they're billionaires. It's, just, it's very, very wealthy. They don't need your money. They just ask for you to donate to keep them in business. If you like what if you like Wikipedia, donate some money, keep us in business. Well, I don't I don't promote it that way. I, I could sit here and say, hey, keep KKHI on the air by becoming a patron, but I don't. I say if you want additional content, if you like the newsletter, people love the newsletter. If you want this content that I'm creating, sign up for it. But I'm not sitting here saying we're going out of business if you don't. And I think it's disingenuous for Wikipedia to do this. And so does Elon Musk. So he's taken to Twitter and he's offered the founder, he's just basically trolling him and outing him for the fraud that he is, saying, I'll give you a billion dollars if you read, a billion with a B, a billion dollars if you name Wikipedia, Dickypedia. Just rename it to Dickypedia and I'll give you a billion dollars. He's making so much fun of it, he thinks it should be called Dickypedia. I think that's pretty funny. Elon Musk is a funny dude. I'm not sure he really would give the guy a billion dollars. We'd have to see. I'd consider it if I was that guy and just say, maybe I'll walk away. I'll take your billion. I'll change it. Or I'll just give it to you. We'll change the name to Dickopedia and it's just yours. You can run it. I don't know. Billion dollars sounds like a lot of money to me. But maybe the founder of Wikipedia already has that much money and doesn't really care. But you got to love Elon Musk's style when he does things like that. I think he's awesome. As we have uh, kind of ramped it up, reminding everyone to vote, I got a great email here from Todd, Todd Grimes. He is running for a local school board. And this is pretty cool. It's a two-pronged email that he sent me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the second part first because it has to do with him running. He says, the second thing, Kevin, is school board elections. You've covered several of these over the past few years. I want to bring up, we have quite the race going on here in USD 113 School District. Okay, so this, he lives in Sabetha, Kansas. USD 113. Needless to say, I'm one of the candidates running for the school board five, that I never thought I would be one of them. Even five years ago, I'd have never entertained such a thing. But I truly believe, as you stated in the past, that it starts locally. Even though we might have a dumpster fire at the federal and even state levels, we need to focus on what we can control. So I'm running for school board because we don't focus on educating our kids in a way that truly prepares them to be positive contributors no matter what the next step is after graduation. We can't expect anything to change in this country. And like you mentioned about the Blue Valley School Board campaign, they now have a website too for conservatives in USD 113. And the website is UC. 113.org. Again, that's uc113.org. If you're in the Unified School District 113 in Kansas, you can go to uc113.org. Nothing more. You can read along the other information. 
and why it's a highly contested election. Check it out, uc113.org, and learn more about that. Way to go, Todd Grimes, running for school board. This is what I say, whether you want to do something big or small, and I consider this big, he's running for office to make a difference in his school district. That's bigger than what I'm doing. I'm just knocking doors over here in Lenexa and doing a podcast. But you can do something still. November 7th is still a ways away. Affect the outcomes of these elections in any way you possibly can. The first part of his email was about Bidenflation. And he says, Kevin, thank you for highlighting businesses in our region that have strong conservative values and leadership. On September 16th, we had a hailstorm move through Sabetha, caused significant damage to my property. Knowing I was going to need a roofing company, I reached out to Buck Roofing. I was concerned they wouldn't come all the way up here. But after my initial call to the main office, they had their manager in Manhattan, John Luke, call me and was on my property the next day. He verified I have significant damage, was present again when the adjuster showed up. It was interesting to hear the adjuster just go ahead and admit that if Buck Roofing was on site and they'd already looked at it, then his job was going to be really easy. As I'm typing this up, I talked with John. We're scheduling the work on the roof next week. It's a brand new roof. Easy to work with, willing to answer tons of questions. The fun fact of this project, as you love to call it, we built our house in 2016. The cost of the material and labor of the roof on the house was $9,500. The insurance company value to replace it today, seven years later, thanks to Joe Biden, most specifically, $27,000. It's almost triple the price it was just a few years ago. Great email, Todd, and go get them in your school board race. Good for you for running. Thank you very much. Sports Today is brought to you by Cross Kitchens. Online at crosskitchenskc.com. Family owned and operated. They're offering free countertops right now. If you inquire, okay, you could qualify for free countertops, but only if you call now. This offer will only be good another week or so. Don't hesitate. Call my buddy Tim Cross at 816-898-7047. He has only offered free countertops once before. They filled up the schedule book really quickly, and then it was over. They could literally send me an email today saying, stop promoting this. It's going to end, and it's going to end soon. If you want to save thousands on your remodel, right now is the time to call Cross Kitchens. Online at crosskitchenskc.com, 816-898-7047. Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC in Excelsior Springs is the home of the lifetime warranty. They're the great little dealership that can. They can and they will. Whatever you'd like to do, they'll get it done for you. They'll find your GMC Sierra or Chevy Silverado or Corvette or Camaro or anything you're looking for. Or they'll have it built for you. Call Tim. He's my can-do guy at Roberts Robinson. I don't care if you live in Sabatha, Kansas. They'll deliver your Silverado right to you. These are great conservative folks, a great business, and they always get you every possible discount. That is their promise to you. They're going to save you as much money, if not more, than anyone else, and you're going to do business with great people that own a small business. This is not a big corporate dealership. Home of the Lifetime Warranty, that's free with every purchase. RobertsRobinson.com. Tim's number is 816-826-1563. And Earth Effects Outdoor would love to come do some landscaping work for you this fall. This is the perfect time of year to do pruning, tree work, bring some things back, clear some brush, uh, put in some uh, landscaping lights. It is the perfect time of year to do it. The next six or eight weeks or so, Earth Effects Outdoor Landscaping is online at eeoutdoor.com or call Daniel and his team at 
7,700. What they're really great at, at Earth Effects Outdoor Landscaping, is outdoor kitchens, fire pits, hardscapes, lighting. They can do it all. If you'd like to get a bid, maybe show them a project you're thinking about, they'd love to come out. No cost, no obligation to you. Just call Daniel at 816-478-7700 for eeoutdoor.com. All right, the Chiefs had a little boo-boo on Monday. Justin Ross, the wide receiver, arrested in Johnson County for seventh-degree felony. That'll get reduced. This won't be a felony. He'll plea this down to something less. This is property damage. And at this point, there's no reason to believe that he did anything violent to his partner. We believe this is a domestic case, a domestic disturbance case, where more than $25,000 of property was damaged. Now, that's crazy in its own way, but it's not violent against another human being. So I am not justifying keeping him. I'm not saying get rid of him. I don't know about enough about Justin Ross. He's been an injured player. They believe he has a chance to be great. For whatever reason, he has the fourth most snaps this year of any wide receiver. Only three catches for 34 yards, but he's been on the field a lot. And they believe if he's healthy, he has a chance to add something to this offense that other smaller receivers don't and can't. So I kind of get the feeling the Chiefs are going to play this out at least a few days before deciding on whether to cut Justin Ross. A lot of people are saying, goodbye, he's gone, he's done. That's possible. There's no dead cap space here. He only makes $750,000 a year. He's on a three-year deal for $2.56 million. Again, no dead cap hit if they cut him. They could wave goodbye to him right now and never think twice about it. I guess especially after adding McCole Hardman last week but they love his upside. This is going to be a tough call for them. You love somebody's upside. They're showing the probability of not being hurt. And now you got to learn the offense and grow. He was hurt all last year and he's been hurt some this year, but he's healthy right now. And I, if they're getting him those snaps, they clearly think he can add something. So I think this is a close call. I think, I think they're going to let Justin Ross go, but I don't think it's a slam dunk. Again, if I'm running a football team and I see a player that I think is cheap and can really add something and maybe make a big play in a Super Bowl, and he didn't harm another person, he just broke a bunch of crap, that's bad. You might need some anger management, a little training. That's a young man with some issues, but we talk about people with issues every day on this podcast. But to this point, there's no reason to believe that he harmed a woman. And that, to me, is a whole different thing. Willie Gay did this, right? He beat up a vacuum cleaner and a cell phone. Willie Gay did the same thing. He didn't hurt her, right? He beat up a bunch of her property. But it wasn't a felony because it wasn't over 25000 which is a vacuum cleaner. Dude beat up a vacuum cleaner, right? There's some dudes that are angry. They break stuff. I just think, I, I, I just think it's a huge difference. I, look, if somebody beat up and kicked their dog, that's too much. You know, you bust up somebody's cell phone, you're really mad. You shouldn't do it, but it's different than harming a living being. So I don't know exactly where this one goes. I know this, Patrick Mahomes went nuts again on Sunday and became, we got this little stat. I always love how it takes about 24 hours for a bunch of really funky stats to come out on Mahomes after a game. Patrick Mahomes is now the first quarterback in history. History. With three consecutive games where he completed 30 passes or more at a 75% or higher rate. 
That's insane. Now, that's a lot of whatever, but that's still amazing. 30-plus completions, 75% completion rate or higher in three straight games. We've also learned that the touchdown pass to Marquez Valdez-Scantling was a complete botched play. Mahomes called the wrong play and essentially had everybody going to the same place on the left. <laughs> he had his running back lined up improperly. It was all on Mahomes. He just completely botched the play and turned it into the longest touchdown pass of the year. It was the first time he threw the ball over 20 yards for a touchdown all year. And here's how it happened. The thing the Chiefs offense is best at, honest to God, what they're best at, is when a play breaks down. They downfield block and the receivers continue routes and Mahomes knows where they're going. You've seen it a million times. When Chiefs extend a play, good things happen. The dude is going to set a record for first downs for him in his career. He's rushing for more first downs than ever this year. He had three more of them on Sunday, right? And, and by the way, he could have run for the first down on the pass he threw to MVS, but it was a 42-yard touchdown. That's even better. And he was right at the line of scrimmage. It was so close to being too late to throw it. But this play was completely botched. They had receivers all in the same position on the left side of the field, and Mahomes was staring it down. And because everybody was over there, there was nobody to the right. So Mahomes scrambles to the right and extends, 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 and MVS cuts back. He's wide open. Touchdown. It works. We can credit Andy Reid with a whole lot of great play designs, but you know what happens sometimes? You call the wrong formation, your players go to the wrong spot, and your $500 million quarterback makes a freaking play that nobody else makes, and you win a game. That's what Mahomes did. It's also what Justin Herbert doesn't do. You know what I call Justin Herbert. He's Phillip Rivers Jr. Uh-oh. My buddy Scott Kaplan's been listening to KKHI because on Kaplan and Crew Monday, they have come to the same conclusion. Listen to this as they're talking about Justin Herbert and the failure in L.A. We judged Herbert too soon. Herbert is not in the Mahomes category. Herbert is in the Dak Kirk category. Ugh. And the way and the yeah. way he's playing right now Ugh. as an objective observer yeah, that's where he's at, man. Of course, but I don't know why anybody thought otherwise. Look, he put he's up. He's got numbers. a career losing record. Dude, he put up numbers, but he didn't win. He didn't make it to the postseason. And when he finally made it to the postseason, they had a twenty-seven nothing lead at halftime. They still found a way to lose. Justin Herbert is is what Philip Rivers was. He was a really good quarterback who could put up numbers, but just couldn't win. At least with with Philip Rivers. He got a coach change in the middle of it all from Marty to Norv, and Norv just picked up with what Marty's team was. And he had LaDainian Tomlinson, and he had Antonio Gates, and he had guys, and they were this close. They, they also had a defense back in the day. Point being, they're going to waste this kid's career, but I'm not so sure that he is in the Joe Burrow, yeah, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure he's in that category. There you have it. Even they're comparing Justin Herbert to Phillip Rivers. In uh, San Diego, Southern California, they're also on in Los Angeles. That is Scott Kaplan and crew. Love that show. They're always on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. It's Kaplan with a K. Scott Kaplan and crew. And they've come to the same conclusion. Justin Herbert is Phillip Rivers, and he's going to lose a whole bunch of games, and he has a losing record. He has a losing record and a Subway commercial with Mahomes, which makes him look even worse. How stupid do you look if a guy just kicks your ass 
over and over and over and looks better doing it, and you're on a commercial with him. Oh, my God, what a bad decision. Whew. Speaking of bad decisions in sports, the Miami Dolphins have made a terrible decision. Maybe they didn't have a choice, but I think they did. The Dolphins are the in-season hard knocks. HBO's been embedded with the Dolphins in the first episode, I guess, is coming out. That means they're going to be in Frankfurt with the Chiefs here in a couple of weeks. The Dolphins had everything going for him. And now what do we know? Reaching the halfway mark of the season, we know the Dolphins beat bad teams and score a lot of points when they do. And we know they don't beat good teams because they're 0-2 against teams with winning records. And their five wins were against really crappy football teams. Hey, Chiefs have played some crappy teams this year too. You can't play in the AFC West and not understand you're playing a bunch of crappy teams. So yeah, the Chiefs do that. But you know what? The Chiefs beat good teams too. They've proven that. They've beaten the Niners. They've beaten the Eagles. They've beaten the good teams. They've beaten Cincinnati. Not great against Cincinnati, but they beat them when it mattered. They've beaten the Bills. Dolphins, that's a bad decision. Taking on hard knocks. I'm not sure I understand that. But they've done it. That catches you up with everything going on around the Chiefs and the AFC. Major League Baseball Championship Series continue Tuesday night. The Diamondbacks and Phillies in Game 7. The D-backs played great on Monday and moved it to Game 7. So I'll be watching on Tuesday night. See if we can get a Diamondbacks-Rangers World Series. The Texas Rangers just beat the living daylights out of the Astros on Monday night. This looked a lot like what the Royals did to the Cardinals in Game 7 in 1985, although that was the World Series. The Astros fans were pouring out of that place in the seventh inning. The Rangers just destroyed him, just lit him up. So Dallas Garcia just, just had himself two games in Houston for the ages. Was the NL Championship Series MVP. He had four straight hits, two of them were homers, over two games, like eight RBIs, just too much, too much to handle. If you want somebody to root for, you know, Diamondbacks, because Spence lives there and whatever. It'd be great if the, if the Diamondbacks get there. I love the Phillies fans, but my God, you remember Chris Jones? Jessica barely remembers Chris Jones. I was really surprised to hear that. Chris Jones pitched for the Royals on the World Series team. The big tall guy, six feet seven, he played it like he played college basketball like Harvard, right? Or Yale or one of them, Princeton, something, one of the Ivy League schools, and actually played a college basketball game at Allen Fieldhouse before being a major league pitcher. It was a big deal. Everybody knew this story. Oh, yeah, Chris Young. He's our guy, Chris Young. He's a Royals pitcher. He played at Allen Fieldhouse. That was the big thing is Chris Young played at Allen Fieldhouse. He's the general manager of the Rangers, and he's been there a couple of years. Remember he hired Dayton Moore as a consultant? There's some Royals connections here. There's also a Missouri connection. Max Scherzer got the start last night. Didn't go long, but he's been hurt for a month. But he might be able to pitch more innings in the World Series, which becomes very interesting because he's such a veteran guy. You got Chris Young, you got Dayton Moore. Did I say Chris Jones a minute ago? Chris Young. The big picture. I think there's a country music guy named Chris Young too, isn't there? I don't know. Chris Young is awesome. At the celebration last night, he had on jeans, a golf shirt, and a pullover and tennis shoes. <laughs> Smartest guy in the room takes over a 100-loss team, which the Rangers were two years ago, and gets them to the World Series what by no small task, talking Bruce Bochy, the Hall of Fame manager, out of retirement 
to come back and manage the Rangers of all places. And they're back in the World Series. They have the best manager in baseball. They have the smartest general manager in baseball. And they're in the World Series. That seems to be a formula. They got a whole bunch of players you've never heard of. And a couple you have. It's pretty cool to see. Speaking of Bruce Bochy, the manager of the Rangers, he is now 6-0 and in his last six elimination games. He's the manager that managed the Giants to beat the Royals in 2014. Bruce Bochy is 6-0 and in his last six elimination games. Dusty Baker, the manager of the Astros, is 0-7 in his last seven elimination games. That's a thing right there now. Bochy, six straight wins. Dusty Baker, seven straight losses. And it held form on Monday night. We don't do a lot of soccer, but here's some tasty soccer for you. Sporting Kansas City is in the playoffs Wednesday night. They, they play San Jose. We gave up on sporting here a long time ago. Do you remember the start of the year? They were winless in their first 10 matches. Wait, this is soccer. So that's not the first day of the season. That's February, March, and April. It's the longest season of any sport. February, March, and April. They played 10 matches and didn't win any of them. Zero. For the first time ever, somebody started a season with no wins in their first 10 matches and made the playoffs. In dramatic fashion, sporting has made it. They begin on Wednesday night. They got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. They shouldn't be there. They were so bad for so long this year, people lost interest. There were some empty seats. It didn't look good. Now Johnny Russell's like the player of the week, and they're in the playoffs, and... I don't think you want to play them. They got nothing to lose, man. Absolutely nothing to lose. So good for sporting Kansas City. I root for all Kansas City teams. Even the women's team, which is building a new stadium because they have owners that are really rich and just want to spend money. They're building a downtown ballpark. There was a guy from my past that I I knew a long time ago that was at the wedding last week. And it was an awkward conversation after we said, oh, sure was hot today. Nice day. Oh, who's here? Your son's here. Oh, the wedding. He said, have you seen this new women's soccer stadium yet? And I'm pretty sure he's a liberal. And I went, nah, driven by it. Is that what you mean? I haven't done like a tour or anything extensive like that. Oh my God, this is changing. We are the soccer capital of America. America's changed. We've got sporting Kansas City and we've got the World Cup coming and we have our own stadium downtown for women. We are just so progressive and on the front edge of everything soccer. And I went, yeah, good to know. Thanks. Well, I come back and I start researching on the stadium a little bit more and read up a few stories. Did you know they're not even going to call the stadium by its name because it's too embarrassing? The Kansas City Current, they're going to call their stadium CPKC. CPKC Stadium. That's what they're going to call it. Do you know what that is? I figured the C was something for current because that's the name of the team. Current place, Kansas City, something like that. CPKC, current place, Kansas City. I thought, oh, there you go. No, 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 no. They sold the naming rights to the stadium to Canadian Pacific Railway. Oh, yeah. Canadian Pacific. Canada Company. Canadian. The people that came in and ended Kansas City Southern. One of the great, iconic, names and brands and institutions in Kansas City history. They feel so guilty about it. 
they're sponsoring a women's soccer stadium? Canadian Pacific, Kansas City Stadium. Kansas City Southern is one of the all-time great lines and brands. It's one of my favorite Turnpike Troubadour songs. It's very famous. Oh, but now it's Canadian Pacific. They're not even going to call it Canadian Pacific Stadium. They're going to call it CPKC for short. By the way, the streetcar that was going to go to the women's stadium, eh, it's nixed. Bidenflation, over budget. They don't have the money for it. Can't do it. The walking bridge they were going to have to the current stadium, brand new stadium, eh, it's nixed. Sorry, more expensive than we thought. They can't do anything. They're building their stadium because the rich owners are pouring their money into it. This really isn't the community getting behind this. Like Brittany Mahomes is involved. Writing checks for women's soccer stadium. Hey, I'm all about it. I anticipate I'm going to go see a concert there. And it looks like it may be a great venue on the river for that. Hopefully it's multi-purpose and there's more than women's soccer at that stadium. Because I'd kind of like to go see a cool concert there. They have nixed the streetcar. They have nixed the walking bridge. They're building a stadium and naming it after a Canadian company. There's your soccer update at KKHI. Am I mean? I really need to know. Am I a bad person? Am I mean? Why do I find humor in all that? Oh, did you see what uh, Kroenke did in LA? A listener sent this to me. The owner of the Rams owns that stadium, SoFi Stadium. Did you see what he told FIFA? Uh, yeah, boys, go fly a kite. I'm not altering my stadium for soccer. You want to come in and, and play your matches here, you're welcome to do that. But this money you want me to spend to alter this thing for the World Cup to be in here, sorry, not sorry. Watch FIFA cave on that. Well, you know, those are sort of guidelines, not really rules. We could probably not do this and not do that, not do whatever. FIFA wants to play in that stadium. We're going to spend God knows how much money, taxpayer money here, to do whatever it is that we're going to do to Arrowhead, including taking out seats that season ticket holders have for the Chiefs to play soccer there at the World Cup in 2026. The owner of the Rams said, no, I'm not altering my... I have built the perfect stadium for what we do in Los Angeles here. And yeah, we'll take your soccer matches in here, but we're not altering this for you. <laughs> you want to play soccer in the world's greatest stadium? Come on in and play soccer in here. We're not tearing out seats. I think they actually have enough room there to build the field up or something. They're like, build your own platform. Build the thing up. We're not tearing seats out. And why they don't do that at Arrowhead is beyond me. Build the platform up off of Arrowhead. Play it on an elevated field. There's got to be some technology to do that. And put the edge of the thing over the seats instead of ripping them out. I don't, I, I don't understand. I just am proud of LA for not doing it. Stan Kroenke said, no, FIFA, you're not doing that to my stadium. Our final final is brought to you by Mike Lindell and his team at MyPillow.com. Now with a massive sale going on, they're looking for an influx of cash as the liberal corporations have taken away their lines of credit. Look, corporate media and corporations have targeted MyPillow now for years and it's been taking a toll on Mike Lindell's operation. What hasn't stopped is their commitment to quality products for you that are made in America, made and built and serviced to you by great American conservatives. MyPillow.com. If you use the promo code KKHI, it's the maximum discount. This also is in play at mystore.com, which is other businesses that are conservative, like the kklist.com. Same sort of thing, the kklist.com and mystore.com. 
Use the promo code KKHI at either one and save big right now. Everything is on sale at MyPillow.com as they're trying to get an influx and the holidays are right around the corner. There's no better time to go to MyPillow.com slash KKHI. That's MyPillow.com slash KKHI or call 800-923-9034. Jocelyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch in Overland Park. You know the drill at Jocelyn's Jewelry. No commission on the sales reps. Never any pressure. They clean your jewelry while you shop. It's the jeweler you'll recommend to your friends and family. Joslyn's Jewelry is online at joslynsjewelry.com. And amazinggaragefloors.net, 913-901-7139. We still have several weeks left that are perfect to seal your concrete driveway or sidewalks or get in a bid on a brand new epoxy floor for your garage. Amazinggaragefloors.net. Call John or Heather at 913-901-7139 for an amazing garage floor from amazinggaragefloors.net. Our final final is a story I read about. It's jean season. Jessica switched out the closet yesterday. We're putting all our like golf shirts down to a downstairs closet, bringing up some sweaters and pullovers and things like that. And I bust my jeans out. My jeans have been in hiding for quite a while. I haven't worn a pair of jeans in months. Too hot, but jean season is upon us now. And the ages old question is out there about how often should you wash your jeans? Well, most of my jeans I'll wear twice, unless we go out somewhere. If I'm outdoors at a ball game or something like that, I go to a Chiefs game, I'm washing them right away because I know I either sweated on them or spilled something on them or some really gross people got too close to me, something splattered on me, whatever. The experts at some outfit in Michigan that are like cleaning clothing experts say, you should wash your jeans every three to 10 uses. What? Can you really wear your jeans 10 times? How disgusting does that sound? I've never heard of such a thing. They say your jeans will last longer if you wash them every three to 10 uses. I'm like, okay, I understand some people want their jeans to last longer, when I was growing up, we wanted to wash them over and over and over because we wanted them to fade. I still get jeans now that are too blue, and I want to wash them, wash them, wash them, and fade some of the blue out of them. Never heard of such a thing. Here come the emails. I got a bunch on whether or not to wear socks to bed. I saw a dude in the airport take his shoes off the other day that his socks were like gloves. He had slots for his toes. Oh, pass. I don't think I could do that. Jessica said that means he's a barefoot runner. I said, not if he's wearing those, he's not barefoot. <laughs> do you wear toes in your socks? And do you wear your jeans 10 times before you wash them? I don't wear my socks to bed. I got a bunch of emails on that one. There's your final final today at Kevin Keatsman as issue. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!